This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. It's a beautiful morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday morning. It's Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you? Well, I think I'm like a lot of our countrymen. I am reflective mm-hmm. and you know, feel afraid and weird. Yeah, and it's different. Yeah, it's kind of a different Monday morning. It's a different world than last Monday, uh, but we have to roll with the yeah, changes. And, what a difference uh, a week makes and plan ahead. That's right. This is when it's... Uh, all hands on deck and everybody pulling together. In Mississippi, uh, we've been through some tough times. We certainly have not seen anything quite like this, but uh, we are a resilient uh, and uh, caring folk, so we will push forward. I don't know about you, but um, we continued to cook at our house over the weekend. Uh, it we was had the a, most comforting thing to do. It I is. cooked a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I grilled yesterday. I cooked a couple of marinated uh, pork tenderloins in order to have some food in the refrigerator. You can eat on a pork tenderloin or two, as you know, for a week. I make salads out of them. I make sandwiches out of them. Uh, it's just a, a good, versatile piece of uh, meat to have in there. Uh, also, uh, we had a bunch of bananas that were, were looking a little bit... Uh, a little peaked. They were a little tired. So Kara made a peanut butter banana cake. Of course she did. That girl is so creative. So we'll be eating cake yeah. uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, as everybody knows, our CDC has issued... Um, um, a warning about this virus, the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus that it is known, and has now uh, suggested that uh, Americans not gather together uh, uh, more than 50 people uh, at events over the next eight weeks. So, you know, that's that's the advice. Uh, it will certainly change restaurants. Uh, we'll be talking about that during the show. We uh, we'll be having Chef Hunter Evans come on and talk about a new red-hot, fun uh, cafe in Bellhaven. You and I had dinner uh, at uh, Elvie's the other night, and we it was just delicious. We certainly did, and like to say that we we tried a couple of times to get in. So busy. It was so busy, and uh, it was such a good vibe. Lots of young Jacksonians of all stripes. It was it was. A, it was a smart crowd. It was a yeah. good crowd. Well, Elvis is in historic Bellhaven in what is now being called uh, the Be- the downtown uh, Bellhaven Center or town town center, I believe, is what it's called. A uh, couple of restaurants there. There's a new uh, donut shop there uh, as well, and uh, a smoothie shop. And it's just around the corner from where I live on Gillespie Street. So I've I've had the great uh, advantage of eating. Uh, at Elvis four times now. I've eaten breakfast twice, one lunch, uh, and a dinner, which you and I shared. So, uh, and you had, can walk to it. Oh, absolutely, walk to it. Uh, so, so everybody in uh, Bellhaven is excited. Uh, everybody in Jackson, of course, is always happy uh, to see a new restaurant come to town. And they're doing something a little different. They're doing a European style all day cafe menu. Yeah, and I, I like that they're promoting all day cafe. I think it's it's a a great way to describe exactly what it is. But you know, our my heart, our hearts are are heavy thinking of all our restaurant people, what they're going through right now today, trying to think of 
how to keep people employed, right. uh, you know, how to stay in business. And I know, Hal and Mals, you've had to cancel the Hal St. Patty's Day Parade. Yeah, that was a tough decision. We did that early last week because uh, I was advised uh, by the uh, Mississippi Health Department. Uh, Dr. Thomas Dodds and I had spoken a couple of times leading up to the decision. On Tuesday morning, we got on the phone. He had just come back from Washington, D.C., where he had been brief, uh, briefed by the CDC, and he just gave it to me straight. And he said, you know, by the 28th, you're not going to be able to produce uh, this event uh, that's too many people that's too much risk you've got people coming in from too many places you just need to cancel and so I had to make the hard decision to pull the plug for this year and start talking about talking next about year. next year yeah we're, you know 2021 how many people usually come to that I mean it's tens of thousands yeah it's it's 70 to 80 thousand people uh, in downtown Jackson in about a five six block area and it's just too risky at this Density. time. Yeah, too, too much. All right, we uh, we have Robert St. John on the phone who's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the restaurant and service industry. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Hey, Malcolm. Uh, good morning to you. Tough hey, times. Robert, yeah, how are things in Hattiesburg? Uh, strange days. Strange days down here. It's really, uh, it's almost surreal. Right. We, um... You know, it's it's very very slow. It's it's not not the best time in the world to be in the restaurant business. Uh, a good time to be in the toilet paper hand sanitizer business. But, and uh, Clorox wipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not uh, not the restaurant business. And so, you know, it's been a little rocky since towards the end of the week. First part of the week, uh, things were normal. We met, we instituted a lot of uh, changes. And uh, how we do business, uh, front of the house, back of the house, as far as, you know, cleanliness and sanitation. And, and we obviously have a lot of, uh, you know, all of our managers have been through SurfSafe, and, and we, we take all the usual precautions. But with something like this, you know, we are sanitizing surfaces and uh, and and making all sorts of changes, you know, every, every five or ten minutes we're... Right wiping stuff down we've gone to you know single-use salt and pepper and ketchup and things like that so and i i saw on social media where you have implemented a delivery uh service for a lot of your food from your restaurants yeah you know it's just uh people are staying away and and uh, that's completely understandable um and uh, some of the restaurants are, are down, you know, there's there's one that's down 80%, so oh, 50%. Yeah, and this is one of your restaurants? Yeah, yeah. Robert, how many restaurants do you have? We have six restaurants and two bars. And how many people do you employ? 300. My that's a goodness. Lot. Yeah. And, of course, people like Robert and I and, you know, our family still owns Hallamow's and we've got tough decisions ahead, much like Robert does. You know, the CDC has now uh, issued this suggestion that no more than 50 people gather at events, but that businesses and schools at this moment are told that they can continue. Um, but, but you know, we're faced with, uh, you know, people staying away. And, um, and then we have the most important component here are our employees. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the House of Representatives has passed, and the president 
uh, has agreed to sign a bill to give some relief for, for workers. And it's going to the Senate now, and people need to pay very close attention that if the, the United States Senate is now uh, considering this bill, which would give us some relief, right, Robert? Yeah, as I understand it, um, uh, as the bill is, is structured right now, it would it would be instant uh, assistance to workers not only um, who have gotten sick and infected uh, with this virus, but others who, you know, California, Illinois, Ohio, and New York have have shut down restaurants altogether. Right. And so adding this about, morning, Massachusetts yeah. and Washington State. Um, I think that's really a pretty uh, a good idea on, on a lot of different fronts. Um because you've got, um, you know, there needs to be some type of assistance for employees, independent businesses such as mine. We we can't sustain uh, the business that is uh, that we experienced over the past three or four days. I mean, it's just no way to stay open, right? With that kind of thing, you got to bring people in, and we, you know, we have a long time. I have I have somebody that's been with me since we opened thirty two years ago. You know. So we got to take care of our people, but you got to have customers to do that. And 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 we completely we're not begging for customers. We understand everybody's scared and and, and wants to you know take care of their own health and safety. And no matter what we do and what measures we take, uh, I think people are still going to stay home. So um, it's it's probably not uh, a bad idea to to. You know, as long as the government, whether it's federal government or state government, but as long as the government is going to supplement uh, people's income and give aid and immediate aid, and as I understand from the press conference, uh, Mnuchin uh, stated that you'd be able to go straight to basically the IRS office and, and get a check, uh, the, an employer would, and there will be uh, very low interest uh, small business loans available, which, if I understand correctly, uh, would help uh, the business owners of restaurants or really other businesses affected um, to uh, take out a loan to make some ends meet and and also to cover management and and some key employees and things like that, somebody who may not be covered under something else. But you're right. I mean, our... uh, our our main focus right now is is the you know we have 300 employees but they have families and so we're we're talking about a you know well over a thousand people uh, who depend on the decisions uh, that we make here at the restaurant and you know it's a good time to remind people too that waiters actually make two dollars and thirty eight cents an hour yeah. and rely on on. On tips, and I've been reading some of the creative and uh, alternative things that people are thinking of. And one thing is they're encouraging people who can to buy gift certificates at their usual restaurants to help them with cash flow. In in some uh, cities, they're Venmoing. I'm I'm not a Venmo person, but but you know you transfer. From your account to your to a waiter's account, right. um, they're coming up with a lot of different ways, and it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But 
you know, for now, uh, I think it's a good idea for everybody who can buy gift certificates at restaurants for later use, yeah. that that would be a beautiful thing. And order food to go. Food can still be delivered for the restaurants who can stay open and keep their kitchens open. But everybody needs to do their own research and uh, follow uh, the federal and state guidelines, uh, you know, be informed, be thoughtful, uh, take care of yourself. And we have to take a break right here. Uh, Robert, I don't, I don't know if you've got to go or if you can hang around. But, no, but, I can hang on. Okay, we're going to take a break, uh, come back with Carol and Robert St. John and myself, and uh, Chef Hunter Evans from Elvie's will join us here in one of the upcoming segments. If you want to join the conversation, we're at one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 or you can email us at food at mpbonline.org This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett. We also have uh, Robert St. John on the phone, and we've been joined in the studio by both owners uh, of Elvie's in historic Bellhaven. We have Chef Hunter Evans and his uh, co-owner and front-of-house manager, partner, Cody McCain. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Thanks. Good yeah, to be thanks here. Y- thanks for coming Thanks out. for coming in. Uh, Weird I know. times. Right. Yeah. You've only been open uh, how long? Um, uh, it's a little over a month. Yeah. And, like February fourth. So, so, so and you're all greeted. sorts of new challenges yeah. to learn. All right, Robert, you still with us? Oh, I'm here. Hey, Hunter. Hello. Y'all how know each other? Oh yeah, we worked together on a fundraiser a few months back. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Um, the the uh, what, what what kind of event? We were do, we were raising some money for. Um, it was a benefit, I think it was um, for So Reap Feed, uh-huh. um, and we did it at Lou's Full Serve. Where, where you used to work, yep. right? Yeah. So uh, let's start with Hunter. You're, you're Mississippian? Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up yep. here in Jackson. Jackson, went to Ole Miss, yep. went away to New York, mm-hmm. right, to study yep. at the Culinary Institute? Yeah, and I was there for about 15 months. I did an accelerated program since I had some experience in Oxford. And then moved into Manhattan and worked for a year. So you were up on the Hudson at Hyde Park. Yeah. What yes, a man. beautiful, it was beautiful amazing. place. It was, it was very beautiful. Were you tempted to just stay and not come home? Uh, for a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, there's something about Mississippi and being yeah. away, you know, it just kept calling. But yeah. that Hudson River Valley is a wonderful place yeah. for farmers and growing vegetables. Oh, and so you much have plenty of things to, to work produce, with. Yeah. And then you actually did... I don't know if it was a stodge or an internship mm-hmm. with, was it one of Danny Meyer's restaurants? Yeah, so that's where I worked. I worked for Danny Meyer um, after school for a year. Um, but while I was at school, it's kind of common for a lot of um, students to go into the city for a day or a weekend and work at some restaurants. Um, right. I'm free. sorry. 
Thank you very. I don't want to interrupt, but we got a, a caller. Dale is calling, and actually, Robert Dale has a question for you. Go ahead, Dale. Okay. Hey, Robert. Uh, hey, Dale. I've eaten, I've eaten at uh, several of your restaurants through the years, but uh, the first one was uh, over ten years ago, and I I don't remember which one it was. It's where you got two restaurants next to each other, and it's the left former right. one. Uh, the um, Crescent City Grill. Yes, Crescent City Grill. That's right. Well, I ordered something that was on your menu, and it was, uh, they told me it was a seasonal thing. It was the seafood lasagna. Right. And I have been back several times through the years, and uh, they didn't have it. And then the last time I went, the the waiter didn't even know, had never seen it on the menu. That was probably the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. (laughs) Of course she took it off the menu. Yeah. Yeah, that's I how it the works. Nobody, nobody orders it, but as soon as you take it off the menu, everybody wants it. <laughs> no, that uh, that uh, I don't think it was ever on the menu. I think we did it as a feature, and there's a pretty interesting story um, about that dish. And uh, it's a pretty complicated dish. In my first cookbook, uh, the cookbook White Waters, and I did called a Southern Palate. Uh, the recipe is in there. But I need to warn you, and I just actually answered an email uh, the other day. Carol knows his story, but um, there have been <laughs> there have been a couple of typos in my first couple of books uh, before I started using a, a professional uh, editor. Uh, I just did it out of my office, and uh, my secretary handled the editing. And one thing that was missed on that recipe, I'm just telling you this in case you want to make this seafood lasagna and you have the first edition of a Southern Palate, that it talks about a roux in there, and and Hunter will know right off that the there's a typo. It says use, I think it's a, a cup of butter and a cup of flour, and then a half a cup of whatever the liquid is. I can't remember whatever the stock is, and then what it makes is just a paste. <laughs> um, the, it's a, it's a huge typo on that, and I think it's it should be like a quarter cup flour, a quarter cup whatever the uh, fat is, and uh, and then a cup of uh i believe it's maybe shrimp stock or or something like that so but that recipe is in the book um yeah so if you can grab a, a copy of a southern palate you can get that uh seafood lasagna we need to uh maybe uh this this phone call will spark that we'll we'll drop that back into the features uh rotation here at crescent city grill so be on the lookout but we will not make a roux uh, as thick as the one that came out in the <laughs> In the first book, which actually wasn't as bad. Carol here wrote the foreword to my second book, which had a t- the only other typo in it, uh, which was um, in the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to get um, uh, evaporated milk uh, to make the cheese sauce, and my secretary typed condensed milk. Mm. And so uh, you you want to talk about some angry kids eating uh, mac and cheese with sweetened condensed milk instead of uh, Good Lord. milk? And it, yeah, <laughs> what a it typo! Nightmare. nightmare. Well, uh, Dale, we appreciate your call, and Robert, we appreciate your time. I know you've got six restaurants to look after and a empire to deal with. Uh, thank you both for being available this morning. Um, Malcolm, before Robert goes, could I ask him a quick question? Sure. Robert, I know you and Whitewaters have taken many, many trips to Italy and many right. people there, and you're connected with a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. in Tuscany, I believe. Yes. What are you hearing from your friends over there? Well, 
you know, I'm supposed to be in Spain right now leading a tour of 25 people and uh, actually filming season six of the TV show. We're obviously not in Spain, uh, and we were leaving Spain and going to Tuscany to lead four groups over there. All of that got canceled. I'm, I'm in constant contact with my friends on the ground over there, and it's a little scary. Um, I asked uh, one of my friends the other day that, you know, everybody's pretty much been ordered to kind of stay in their own little place the little village we stay in in tuscany is pretty remote and i asked if you know if they can go into florence or anything she said if you don't have a a uh, certificate or a letter and a reason to go into florence then you risk three months in jail mm. and so it's uh it's pretty the only thing open over there right now are pharmacies and grocery stores period and and obviously doctors uh, offices and they are well uh they're they're very uh, under staffed and under resourced on uh medical situations over here so that's why i think it's really key that the that the US government acts and it appears they are acting uh quickly so we can keep that curve down and we don't experience what 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 Italy is experiencing right now but pray for those folks uh, they're they're great folks they love life they love food people in tuscany are a lot like people in the south and uh, so we're we're praying for all of them all right robert thanks a million for for sharing your time with us we appreciate it we uh, will keep everybody uh, in our thoughts and prayers and look forward to another full house and a great meal in your places uh, in hattiesburg uh, so back to uh, our LV's guest here in, in the studio, Chef uh, Hunter Evans, uh, along with uh, his partner Cody McCain. Cody, where did you grow up? Grew up in Jackson. Both of you did. Yeah, grew up here. Mm-hmm. So were y'all pals before the restaurant business? Uh, for just actually probably about half a year. We only met uh, through church probably about a year before we started working on all this. So, All right, couple yeah. years, yeah. and and you went to school here. Where'd you go to college and such? It's Mississippi State. So we got Ole Miss and a state guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, and J A M Prep also. So. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and Hunter, you went to J A. I did. Okay, that's Jackson Academy. Right, so right, right, right. So uh, let's talk about the atmosphere. Uh, we're going to have to take a break here in a few minutes. But tell tell our listeners uh, what the atmosphere. What do you walk into when you walk into LVs, and how did y'all come up with your concepts? So. It's named after my grandmother, LV, um, and it's kind of inspired a lot just from the exposure growing up, visiting her in New Orleans. And I guess that was really my my first kind of exposure to good food and culture and, you know, New Orleans just having the history that it does of cuisine and food. Um, so um, it's kind of, you know, located in Bellhaven neighborhood in an old house. So we kind of just it all just kind of lined up. And we wanted it to feel homey, um, very welcoming, and kind of even more specific, kind of the French side of New Orleans and and kind of a nod to the classic restaurants in New Mm -hmm. Orleans, the Galatoires and Arnaud's, where it kind of has felt like it's been around for a while. Right, even though it just opened, it's got that uh, historic (laughs) uh, season feel to it. Yeah, so that was with, you know, design guys, we made, you know, specific decisions on how to paint the walls and you know the napkins we would use and the glasses and did you use a local uh design company we did we used some friends of ours jonathan shoal and bradley adair yeah Um, they've been working together for multiple years and they did an amazing job and so it's a beautiful place and it's a lovely setting and the food is terrific and 
Um, I know you've only been open a short while, and here we are, you know, facing the coronavirus. But yeah. uh, I bet you guys are growing up fast uh, yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of being entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not something you can really plan for. No, indeed. Yeah. And it, it was an amazing, uh, you know, first month, just the response from the community and all the people. So I feel like we're in a good position, you know, just because so many people have been supporting us, and I think they will continue. We just got to, you know, like everyone, figure out you know the best plan with our staff and well you're a small place are, are you going to just proceed with your regular hours for now because of i don't know what your capacity yeah, is yeah so we were talking be. about it um and i guess the latest update you know no more than 50 people and right. if we we will not see our bar and then we also have like a chef counter right then mm-hmm. that puts us right under 50 seats very intimate um that might change the next couple of days but we're going to talk about you're going to try to keep the regular hours keep the regular Mm -hmm. menu Uh, one thing i I read about other restaurants around the country is they are now putting their table six feet apart Mm -hmm. so that's something that you you might want to consider you'd only have about 10 (laughs) that would really (laughs) tighten you up it's better better than (laughs) than nothing yeah we're gonna you know spend some time this afternoon with the management and staff and figure out what's best for us do you do takeout now yes Mm -hmm. yes we will and we're going to work on our takeout menu i think going forward as well um just because i know a lot of people are staying away and you know that's a wise thing um we also want to cater to them and help you know help people get our food even if they can't come in and eat so so you you work with the usual food delivery people waiter and and the others we actually are not on any of the delivery services okay um i just i don't know if you know i've had my issue with those is i think they kind of will hit up multiple restaurants and pick up a bunch of food right and you know by the time you know they get our food in 30 minutes it's not going to be the it's not the same yeah right and i just i didn't really want to kind of give a subpar right experience experience. right right right. so people can will come to the restaurant and pick up call in pick up absolutely but you're still open Uh, So we're going to take a break uh, here on Deep South Dining, and when we return, we will continue talking to uh, Hunter Evans and Cody McCain from Elvie's in historic Bellhaven, a new restaurant, a new concept, uh, and a couple of young guys uh, really uh, doing a great job there. Um, If you want to call and talk to us uh, about uh, the food business, uh, what's going on in your home, and what you're cooking at home, kind of recipes you're brewing up anything advice uh, carol will be happy to answer questions this is deep south dining on mpb think radio give us a call one eight seven seven mpb ring or shoot us an email at food at mpbonline.org stay tuned we will continue Have you been in this situation? You're listening to a great story on Think Radio in your vehicle, but now it's time to go inside. You want to keep listening, but you're ready to move on. What can you do? Pull up the MPB Public Media app on your phone while you're in the car. You can continue listening to that great MPB local show and not miss a moment. Search for the MPB Public Media app in your app store. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. 
I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11, or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to Deep South Dining here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Malcolm White along with Carol Puckett. Welcome back, Carol. Glad to be back, Mal, and glad to have these wonderful guests in the studio. Absolutely. We Got have Cody and Hunter. That's right. Chef uh, Cody. No, not Chef Cody. Chef Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We got a call uh, here from Jackson. We've got Evelyn calling in. We'll take her call, and then we'll get back to talking to the Elvis guys. Hello, Evelyn. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that we may forget about coronavirus is it is affecting food pantry. So, for instance, my husband is in charge of the food pantry at Wells Church. He, We usually get... Uh, some slightly discounted uh, peanut butter through uh, Kroger. They were out. Mm. And they actually closed their store, the 24-hour one closed their store at 11 o'clock at night. So this morning, my husband and one of our sons is at the Mississippi Food Networks, where they also pick up on Monday. And they just called me and told me it's going to be longer than usual because they've only got two people passing out the food. Mm-hmm. You know, and then on top of all this, so like tomorrow, usually in order to keep down uh, plastic food, <clears throat> our normal customers bring in their own bags and they pick what they want from what they have available and if there's something that for dietary reasons they don't need they can get more or something else all that sort of stuff but today our volunteers are pre-bagging that stuff so when people get there instead of waiting in line they will be handed a bag and they can go home so that we won't have a bunch of you know 100 150 people in line like we usually do great evelyn what is the best way that listeners can help uh, you and other food pantries since the grocery stores I mean they are wiped out I went uh, at 11 o'clock or 10.30 last night before Kroger closed at 11 no onions, no potatoes, no milk went back early this morning and they're just you know they're restocking but I know that there's not going to be a lot of extra, what can we do to help we're going to need some time to think about these things, uh, just like the restaurant industry is having to think about these things. But I think getting donating to places like the Mississippi Food Network so that they that their stock doesn't go down. And I know that if Robert were still on the phone, he would uh, encourage people to. Uh, certainly uh, get involved with Extra Table, uh, his nonprofit food pantry network. He serves the whole state. He serves the whole he's, state. Yeah, he's, so he's if a, you want to help, go online, uh, look up the food local food pantries, uh, Extra Table, Wells Church, the outreach program that they're doing there. Evelyn, we appreciate your call and the good work that you're doing. And you are right that, uh, you know, today is a new normal. And each and every one of us uh, have to think about what's before us and make decisions uh, considering the welfare of our employees, our families, 
and so forth. Uh, you know, the CDC is saying uh, eight weeks, so uh, we know that uh, over the next month plus, our life is going to be different, and we just have to uh, have faith uh, that this too shall pass and we shall overcome, and together working uh, as a state, working as a, a country, and with our global partners, uh, that we will re- resume some type of normalcy here uh, ahead. So, uh Guys, let's talk a little bit about your menu and your sourcing and 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 your concept of Elvis. Uh, again, Carol and I had a fabulous dinner uh, a week or so ago there, and 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 I've had the great pleasure of of having a couple of breakfasts and and a lunch there. You you have the same menu for breakfast and lunch, right? Mm-hmm. That's your cafe all day menu. Right. And explain to our listeners, you call it all day menu. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, we kind of thought that was something that was lacking in Jackson. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my wife and I like to travel a lot. Um, I've been to Europe once, and I just love that their culture and their kind of attitude towards food and restaurants, cafes kind of being this meeting place. And, um, you know, there's definitely times where I had friends from Birmingham or New Orleans coming into town during the week. And they would stay at my house. We'd make coffee. And then maybe at like 9 o'clock, we'd be like, man, where, where do we go eat? And there wasn't a whole lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just thought it was a good, um, you know, a spot um, and something that Jackson needed. Um, I wanted to comment on the daytime, on the atmosphere in the daytime. Mm-hmm. And it's totally different. I mean, it's almost like going to two different restaurants because <laughs> – yeah. In the daytime, the light coming into the mm-hmm. space gives it a whole different look and feel. And I understand the all-day cafe concept because it's so appealing, mm-hmm. makes you want to just sit down and hang out at a table. Yeah, and, and it you know, it is a gathering place. I think Belhaven neighborhood, Belhaven Heights really needed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you worked in Belhaven at Luz, uh, full service for a while, so you sort of saw the customer base that yeah. you were envisioning. When I guess when you opened your place, and then my wife and I bought a house maybe two years ago in Belhaven. So I feel like we're kind of all in Belhaven, and mm-hmm. we love it. Um, I love the park there. Um, yeah, I think you know it's a great community, and it just kind of seems like it fits. I've right lived there now. three times in my life, twice as once as a baby, <laughs> next as a child, and then as an adult. So I've seen, yeah. you know, the apartment building that mm-hmm. my parents and I lived in is still there. The house on Poplar Boulevard is mm-hmm. still there. So um, I have yeah. a question for Cody about lunch. You're you're near the Baptist Hospital. You're near the that medical center. Um, are you getting people from there? Are people walking in or? Yeah, definitely. It's it's an ideal spot. Um, you know, it's kind of conveniently located from three major hospitals, three universities are all super close and in the neighborhood and surrounding areas. Um, yeah, we've, we've seen, you know, one of our major breakfast groups that come in are, are nurses coming off of night shifts right. and coming in wow. and ordering red wine at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was doing wine <laughs> flights at 8 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we've definitely seen some. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, it, it's been, yeah, super supportive from the people over there because it's, it's so convenient. Are um, you getting walking traffic? 
I think Besides so. Besides Malcolm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I see people walking all over Belhaven now coming to the town center, whether they're bringing their kids for donuts or coming to eat breakfast mm-hmm. with you guys. I, I have seen a 50% increase in foot traffic in my neighborhood since these two places opened. Well, three places, yeah. the smoothie shop, the donut mm-hmm. shop, and then Elvie's. It, it's incredible. Yeah, and that was you know one of the goals, and it's one of the joys of, you know, being small business and opening up in Bellhaven and um, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot more life and, you know, maybe other people will follow and we have a great uh, friend who's opening up, taking over the old deep South um, deep South Pops, and they're opening up which a is really awesome cool coffee um, shop there. So. Great. What are, do you know what they're calling it? I, I've native seen, coffee. Native. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've driven yeah. by a couple of times. I know yeah. that one of the owners uh, is actually the son of the president of Northeast Community College. Where, really? Where, where, my, where, where your my father, father used to president. be president. Very nice. uh, cool. uh, Cole is his last name. Okay. Ricky Cole. Okay. But but anyway, uh, so things are really, uh, you know, looking up in Bellhaven and, and the Heights and, and, mm-hmm. and our neighborhood. And this is the obvious next step. We have a new a grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. as you guys know, that has come in uh, to take over the old Jitney 14. Right. It's mm-hmm. a concept out of Hattiesburg. And there's a, a grocery store, that I think they call it the Corner Market. Corner Market. Mm-hmm. In Robert St. John's uh, complex down in Hattiesburg, where four of his restaurants are uh, Ed's, uh, the Purple, Purple Parrot, Crescent City, Crescent Grill, City and Tabella. And Tabella are all in this one complex there, along with a corner market grocery okay. store, the Roberts Brothers. And they are bringing that concept now to Jackson and I think opening four grocery stores here. But that, oh, well, that's yeah. that's another plus for Yeah, we love having a grocery store. All right, we got a caller uh, on the line. We got Kathleen calling from Osaka. And she, Kathleen has a question for uh, the LV chef. Yes, Kathleen. Hi. I just love the idea that he refers back to New Orleans from his Aunt Alvy, or uh, I just love that. I wish these two guys, young, apparently young, all the luck in the world because you have to be young to do what they're doing. And I just think that... Well, that's the truth. (laughs) In this downtime, guys, do all your flyers, do interviews, do TV clips, Mm -hmm. and have it ready for when this is kind of on the upside. They'll have those, and they won't be interrupting all the food you're going to sell. Right. <laughs> we appreciate oh, the call, That's a wonderful Kathleen. thought. Yeah. That's a great yeah. thought. Yeah. Thank you, Kathleen. We appreciate you listening. Always appreciate your call. Um, now, Carol, you and I had this dinner, and, and I'm trying to – let's talk about the food that we ate the other night. Uh, well, we thought that the fried Brussels sprouts were – Outstanding because we'd already heard five or six people <laughs> right. talk yeah. about them. Brussels sprouts the, are the new right? uh, famous vegetable. They used to be, you There's know, the new awful. Kale. There's right. the new kale. Yeah. <laughs> so the sprouts were out, outstanding. Somebody talk a little bit about the sprouts. Yeah. The, um, so yeah, sprouts. I mean, they're one of those great dishes. You know, or great vegetables done really well. They're, I mean, they're just so like savory and delicious. Um, and this was actually a dish that we were cooking at the restaurant I was at in New York. And um, it's really simple. Um, you know, we just cut them in half and we deep fry them. And so I think the great thing is, you know, Brussels sprout has all the leaves and stuff. Right. And they kind of separate and um, they all individually get a little crispy. Um, 
And then we just toss them with some uh, Parmesan cheese, uh, fresh lemon zest. And there then, was some chili in there. Yeah, and then we do a little chili. So you get like creamy, crunchy, salty. That lemon really kind of adds a brightness and then a little sweet. And Malcolm, how about that redfish? The redfish uh, almondine was really great. I ordered that for my entree, and and we shared everything. But uh, Carol and I just kept going back to the redfish. I guess you get it fresh, and you did a great job uh, in the preparation. Yeah, and one of the you know good things about our menu and our space is that it's very small, intimate, and we don't have this massive menu, so we get produce and proteins very frequently, and we go through them. So. You know, we're not kind of, they're not sitting in the cooler. Um, you know, I get three three deliveries every week for shrimp and seafood. And Have so. you talked to your vendors about uh, any possible interruptions uh, with the coronavirus? No. Or, or um, you think I mean, I'm getting still you know, an email from every company, you know, that I've ever bought anything from. Um, but according to, you know, the National Restaurant Association, They've kind of come up with some stats that it's not really transmitted through food. Right. And, you know, a lot of the professional kitchens are probably cleaner than, you know, in-home kitchens and whatnot. Right. Because um, we're inspected point, constantly. Yeah, right. That's a point I wanted to make when Robert was talking that, you know, kitchens <clears throat> and restaurants are some of the cleanest mm-hmm. places that are just by the nature of what you're required to right. do and what you do on top of that. And so the extra sanitizing people are doing is clean on top of clean Mm -hmm. i know that in some restaurants now they have wipes even by the touch Mm -hmm. screens so when the waiters touch the touch screens to you know put in the food orders and wiping down tables after every use yeah we started doing that last week and we had a customer made a comment that our host acted like she was working in the hospital she was wiping down (laughs) all the pos better safe than sorry yeah and, you know, I remind people that the, the health department sends a representative into every restaurant in Jackson, in Mississippi, every month, not a phone call. They come in, they test, they, uh, you know, you're inspected uh, regularly. And so uh, they are some of the safest uh, environments uh, for the public. And, and I know that our Mississippi Health Department and our health officials are on the case. Uh, during these times. All right, it's time for another break. We appreciate you listening today on Deep South Dining. We have in the studio Hunter Evans and Cody McCain from Elvie's, a new restaurant in Belhaven. We're also taking your calls. Uh, We're, uh, of course, talking about the coronavirus when and where possible. We're also talking about uh, living life to its fullest, being cautious, being thoughtful, being caring, uh, you know, enjoy uh, your time at home. Uh, many of us will be working from home, so we'll be right back uh, after this break. A contractor ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. You're listening to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett and also our special guests from Elvie's Restaurant in Belhaven, Hunter Evans and Cody McCain. Welcome back, everybody. 
Thanks. We're going to talk about your local sourcing uh, when we after we take this call. We do have a caller on the phone we want to get to, and then we'll come back and talk about LV's uh, sourcing and their menu. Uh, Tommy is on the phone from Boonville, my old stomping ground. What's up, Tommy? Well, I had I've been meaning to call about the biscuit issue and uh, and had a chance, but uh, thanks, I Tommy. Found, I found a solution. To it uh, from my point of view now a lot of people say they've done it but I, I i don't know if you don't use an iron skillet and a lard I, it's not right but here's what i do and i, I share this with you in confidence now because i cook biscuits and fried chicken for gatherings from time to time and people think i'm bringing homemade biscuits i use that store brand frozen biscuit cut it half inch pinch the corners and i show up with a <laughs> homemade biscuit. And they say, How'd you make these? Oh, I said, It's nothing to it. It's just it's old family recipe. I like yeah. that, Tommy. You mean, I'm, I'm really overworking this thing. I'm doing, doing my New Year's resolutions, learning to make biscuits. And then Jean, who was a caller last week, said, you got this wrong. See, you're, you're, over, you're overthinking this. Just put some flour in a bowl. Put some whipping cream in there. And go for it. And just and go for it. But I, I'm still working on the buttermilk biscuit. Now, Hunter, you're a chef. You're a classically ch- trained chef and worked in many restaurants. What do you say about making biscuits? So for a long time, my go-to was go down the aisle and you find the bag of white lily self-rising flour. Yep. And they got a recipe on the back. Yep. And just and follow just it. Follow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't do that at Elvis. We do have some biscuits. I want you know. I wanted to make a little bigger, um, kind of heavier biscuit, like um, a, a cat head biscuit. Yeah. Um, but I think that white lily. But biscuit, you do make them at the restaurant, yes. and we make them pretty much every day because we are selling so many. Um, so we're just trying to keep but up. But I'm with you. With White Lily's a southern tradition. Yeah. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Even though they moved it from Knoxville mm-hmm. to the Midwest, it's it's still the best. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate your call, Tommy, from Boonville, and uh, share his little secret about the uh, biscuit making. <laughs> we, we talked about biscuits, guys, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Carol's had kind of had an ongoing biscuit theme. I've so, got a theme going. Uh, we're always looking for nice. different slants uh, on biscuits <laughs> yeah. here on Deep South Dining. So let's talk about your, your menu and your local sourcing. Where mm-hmm. are you getting your stuff? I know you really take pride in that. Yeah, so I guess kind of, you know, as we were – creating LVs and talking about the design and all of that. Um, it has a very French New Orleans feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the lens, I guess, that we were With looking. a slant of Southern hospitality. Right. And we wanted to use all of Mississippi ingredients through those lens, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Cody and I, um, before we opened, we had some downtime and we visited as many farms as we could um, and just saw, you know, because it's a lot of fun for me to see what they get excited about and their, what they're passionate about and all the hard work that they put into it. Um, so we had um, a great time. You know, we use Home Place Pastures out of Como, Mississippi. Now, do they have a buttermilk? Carol was looking for a locally sourced buttermilk. Local buttermilk that I've gotten is Beeson Family Farm, which we use, which I believe they're out of Philadelphia. Beeson. We use their milk. Okay. And... When the Do you guy, know if it's, it's available commercially? 
I don't, but I can get yeah. it. I can get it for Thanks. you at the restaurant. And also in the delivery. I think it's going to make a big difference in my biscuits. Oh, yeah. And people, for sure. people swear by they have the best buttermilk. Okay. Great. That's a um, great source. And who are some of your other um, Home vendors? Place Pastures um, for our some of our like sausage and stuff in the morning, um, our beef, our steak at night. Um, who else? Two Dog Farms, a lot of vegetables out of Flora. Yeah, they do um, a great job. Also, French Hermit Oysters off the coast. Mm-hmm. The Biloxi. ones that they're growing um, uh, off of, are they in Bay St. Louis or Biloxi? They're, they're in Biloxi. In Biloxi, yeah. Yeah. And I know they had a tough time with the freshwater. Yeah. yeah. But they, this is what I remember, it's a great story. They were, they're growing these oysters uh, commercially uh, in contained uh, uh, surroundings. And when all this freshwater mm-hmm. was dumped from the flooding, you know, we've just gotten over flooding and now, now we've got COVID-19. Right. But uh, they picked up their oysters and moved them down into the Mobile Bay, as I recall, yep. to protect them from this influx of freshwater mm-hmm. and then brought them back, right? And mm-hmm. they dubbed them the Travelers. You know, a lot of oyster yeah. farms kind of named their crop and whatever. Um, but, yeah, French Hermit is the first uh, farm-raised topwater oyster in Mississippi. Um, so it was super fun to go down there. They took us out on the boat. We bop, popped a bottle of champagne and ate oysters. And All right. That's, yeah, that's, it was great. That's a cool thing. So <laughs> tell us about the project you mentioned during the break with yeah, Jackson so, Public Schools. So just, you know, I know a lot of people are getting hit hard with this. And um, as restaurants are figuring it out, um, I feel like kind of the public school system um, also has a struggle with a lot of the kids, you know, getting their – main meal from school um, and now school canceled they, a lot of kids won't have access so at LB's um, this next week we're going to try to figure out how to collect a lot of donations and or just buy you know a lot of stuff from our big distributor and then next Monday try to put together about a thousand box lunches that we can deliver and get food to kids that need it that, that is that's wonderful. Good so, luck with that. So. And what's your website? Where can people go online and see what's going on at your place if they haven't been able to visit yet, or are from another town or another state? Yeah, so you can visit our website. It's lvsrestaurant dot com. Um, we're also pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us along. E l v i e s restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And I love your postcards that you give with yeah. the, with the, yeah. the so all those check. and all those photos are that was that is LV. That was my grandmother. Oh, that's your yeah, that's, that's LV. An actual in the, photo of LV. Yeah. She's down. Looks like she's in Bay St. Louis yeah, or somewhere on the, on the coast. coast. Yeah. <laughs> do y'all sell gift certificates? Yes, we do. Good. We, we're encouraging people to buy gift certificates at their favorite yeah, restaurants be to build help. for the future yeah. and help. Yeah, that would be awesome. Much appreciated. Good luck, guys. Thank Thanks you. a lot to uh, Chef Hunter Evans and Cody McCain of Elvie's Restaurant, a new spot in Bellhaven. Give them a try. Go online. Check them out. Do what you can to support the local restaurant industry. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Deep South Dining. We are a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributors. Uh, from listeners like you, our show is produced by the one and only Java Chapman, and we appreciate our guest today. Thank you, Carol. It's good to see you. Stay safe. See you next week. And we will talk to you next Monday on Deep South Dining.